Welcome to No More Reasonable Doubt, a show focused on helping college students and young professionals of color remove doubt, gain confidence, and have more impact. One important piece to making all this happen is getting exposure to people in different career paths. Today, our guest is Rona Stewart, President and CEO of Garden of Eden and Associates, Inc., where they focus on young people and the young leader. It's a privately funded nonprofit organization that conducts training seminars that provide practical life building and leadership development skills to individuals and organizations. Welcome, Rona. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So we want to jump right into this. Uh, the goal with No More Reasonable Doubt and, and this show is to get people behind the scenes and get an understanding of how did you get where you got? You know, how I got where I got really was is a personal journey. Um, over the course of my career, um, I saw that when I reflect, when I reflect back on my career, when I look at how I got to the places that I did, um, it became very um, clear to me that earlier on in my career, if I had have had some development, some leadership development, some coaching, perhaps some of my decisions would have been different. I'm not saying that the outcome would have been different, but my journey would have been different. And so Mm -hmm. that then put um, a, a, a deep passion within me to say, if I help young people and young leaders earlier on, that gives them a better start. And that's really what this is all about giving someone a better start to create their path to success. I like that, a better start. And speaking of starts, where are you originally from? So I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm a Bostonian, native, born and bred. If you hear me speak long enough, you will hear me say, ka. So, you know, (laughs) I'm a native Bostonian, born and bred. Um, I'm from urban Boston. I grew up in the Dorchester area. Uh, raised my family in High Park, uh, sent uh, two of my three children to the Boston Public School System, um, and now currently reside and in, in work in the West Roxbury area. So Boston is in me. Oh, excellent, excellent. Now tell us a little bit more about kind of the day-to-day. That's, that's some of the things that people want to know because you can see titles, you can see names of organizations, but what are some of the things that you do day-to-day um, to, in, in your job? Day-to-day in my job, what I am doing is connecting and collaborating with individuals, with organizations, with um, city and state government to see how we can collaborate to make a healthier community, a healthier economy, because one of the things that um, I see is very important is that we need to be making an impact socially, educationally, emotionally, and economically. And so every day I ask myself, am I doing something? Have I done something to that end? And um, so even today, so for today, I looked at my calendar today, and today I have two meetings. And so one meeting is with you. Another meeting is another organization where it's an initiative. And so Every day what I'm trying to do is push the carrot further to make sure socially, educationally, emotionally, and economically 
the people that I serve and collaborate with, we've moved we've moved that cause forward. So um, I work with private. I, I work with corporations. Uh, yesterday I was in City Hall. Uh, three days ago I was talking to the governor at an event. I could be at a community event talking to the people that are within the community. Um, I work with community-based organizations. I work with the school department. I work with churches. So um, every day I'm trying to work with someone that we can collaborate to move this effort forward because one of the things that's really um, become clearly evident to me is, is in order for change to occur, in order for a a path a path to success to be created it has to come from the community up it's just not city government it's just not the family it's just not the school it's it's just not the church it's us as a community and the community is a family oh, that's excellent there's there's so many so much riches there richness there uh, everything from the community uh, in their involvement in, in, in change and making things happen, to mm-hmm. having, um, I'll use categories for a lack of a better term at the moment, but you mm-hmm. have these different categories that you're like, here's the measurement, here's where I'm measuring success. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm, and I'm very curious, how did that come to be? Were, you, were, were these things that you've always had, or how did that come to develop that these were the, um, I don't remember the number of them, but let's say the four or five things that are, you know, these are the important things that we need to measure. It came to be because I saw that they weren't being measured. It came to be because I saw, what I saw is I saw a need. Someone um, asked me a question, you know, in meeting with different people, um, you know, the question that they'll ask me is, what's so differently about what you do? What is your secret sauce? And the secret sauce for me is this. Um, I understand what my capabilities are, and I understand what my limitations are. And so what I do well, I do that well. What I'm not able to do, I partner and collaborate with someone who's doing it well to the end of being able to help an individual in an organization create a path to success. Every time I talk to someone, I'm thinking about how not only can how can I advance Garden of Eden and Associates Inc., but how can I help advance them? What can I, I do it. for them? How is this going to work? Where can I see? Where do I see this happening in my thought process in speaking with you? How can how can I help Mike? How can I help him get his voice? Because what we need are voices at the table. What we need is an individual story told. So what I'm telling you is my story, and my story is this. I was a leader, had been a, a, a corporate community leader for over 20 years, and there were some things that I just didn't get. And I developed, and sometimes I had to go out and get them on my own. And through the grace of God, I was able to get them because I was connected to the right people. But my thought is always for the person who doesn't have that connection, who doesn't know that way. So how do I show them the way? How do I give them the tool? And there might be somebody else that shows them how to use it. But how do I connect them to that tool? And that's really what it's all about. It's about connecting dots. 
You know, it's about showing, it's about helping someone to find their passion and their purpose and let them see that it's ahead of them. And how do we get you to this? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what happened. So for me, you know, I was someone asked me this just yesterday. At what point in your life did you realize what you're doing? When you did you did you begin to do what it is that you were doing? And when I looked at it, I was 35 years old. So if I mm-hmm. catch somebody, you know, with our target audience being young leaders and, and youth, um, and some of the youth that I deal with are from juniors in high school to juniors in college. I'm dealing with a population that's. 16, 15 to 21, young mm-hmm. leaders, I'm catching them right when they graduate from college. So it's before they get to 30, before they get to 35, when they will begin to think about it. Mm-hmm. Right? When That's they a great will point. begin to think about it. But let's get them to think about it in advance. It's just a little bit earlier. It's just a fresh start, an earlier start. We're definitely um, kindred spirits in, in, in that sense. Um, I start more from the college, uh, starting at the college age. But that similar mm-hmm. story of there's things that I have to discover on my own, discover or trip on <laughs> on my own, and I'm going, wait a minute, why don't more people uh, know about this? It, exactly. It's not it's, it's not a secret, if you will. It's just not exactly. known in, maybe in certain pockets. So that's 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 a big component of no more reasonable doubt is is uh, helping to provide resources. Let me ask you this question. Well, where did you go to school? So I went to Boston Latin Academy, uh, mm-hmm. ended up graduating from Dorchester High, Stu- High School, excuse me, um, and then went down to Atlanta to Clark College, uh, got a little homesick, came back, and then went to Northeastern University. Okay. What did you study there? So at Clark College, I just, I studied business administration with a focus on accounting. Um, and then when I went to Northeastern, I ended up studying paralegal studies because by that time I had started working in law firms and um, just wanted that legal, wanted a little bit more formalized legal training. Excellent. Now, talk to me about your your path from college you had work in college, and what you're currently doing. Uh, t- take us down that, that road, because a lot of the people who will be listening to this may be either uh, early in their career or just getting out of school, or they may actually still be in college, uh, and, and they, they don't know what different paths look like. So I, I'd love for you to, to share your path. So my path, my, my path was this. I was a first-generation um, college um, attendee. Um, and so what had been what had been instilled in me was no matter what I did, they were going to support me, but be the best at whatever it was that I was going to do. So I remember when when I was first asked, um, probably in in elementary school, what do you want to be? I uh, said that I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I always communicated well, talked a lot, got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> because of my uh, lack of hesitance to speak. And so um, that was something that I thought that I wanted to do. Um, and then I realized that I liked numbers. So I always liked numbers, and one of the reasons that I liked numbers was because numbers, they're, they're accurate. They speak to truth. One plus one is two all day long, and there's no getting around that. 
Um, and so I, so what I, in, in, in the truth of the matter is, now that I think about it, the truth of the matter is an, el, an older cousin of mine went back to college later in life, and he went to school for finance. He went to school for accounting. And so I literally followed in his footsteps to do that. Mm-hmm. Because that's, I that's thought, so because I thought, guess what? Because I saw somebody. Exactly. I saw somebody do it. But then mm-hmm. what I had to, what I realized is, you, what you have to realize is what is what you want to do. And the truth of the matter is, Mike, it took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to do. Because then in between there, um, in between me going to college, my mom got sick and, 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 and died. And so then that there was there was an impact there. So there was a setback there. And I still continued to take classes. But then there was just this period where I didn't really know what I wanted to do because I had lost a big portion of my emotional foundation. Mm. And so then what happened was um, I... Someone said to me, you know, computers are going to be the new age. This is the way the technology is going to be the new thing. And so you should learn about computers and you should learn word processing. And so in doing that, that's how I entered into the legal arena because they were the only ones that were processing words because attorneys needed to process words at a faster pace. And so then that, that was my entry into a law firm. And then I went into a law firm, and I was the only, I was the, one of the only women of color because all my peers, they were white women. Um, the, the majority of the lawyers, they were white men. So once again, I was, di- I was in a different place. When I went to Boston Latin Academy, I was one of few black people. And so... I was always in those types of situations where I was one of the first or one of the few. So one of the things that guided my path was that there was really no one that could pull me along and say, this is what you do, until I ended up working for an attorney um, that basically encouraged me to go get some formalized study, but then said to me, you've been doing this for so long, going to law school will never benefit you because whatever it is that you need to learn in at law school, experientially you've already developed. Law school's not going to give you the experience. All it's going to do is give you the training, and you don't need the training because he had given me that training. He'd given me that training working under him. So that's when it began that, oh, God, if someone were to help me um, and help me realize what my potential is and what I'm doing well and what I could do better at. Um, And then I had a family, so I went home to take care of my family. And um, that became my my goal, taking care of raising these people. Um, So um, I was parenting my children. And then that became my focus and getting a goal and getting them on the path that they needed to be on because I understood that education is the gateway for everything. and so then somewhere along the way, once my children got on their paths and um, all three of my children, I have three children, two of them have graduated from college, one graduated from Spelman with a degree in finance, and she's a, a third grade teacher in the Boston Public School. The other went on to Newberry 
went on to attend Newberry College in hotel management. She works at the Mandarin Oriental. My last uh, child is down at Morehouse studying finance, uh, and he is in corporate America enjoying that, understanding finance and seeing how the corporate world works. But the goal is for him to become the CFO of Garden of Eden and Associates. So in developing my children, in developing paths for them, and as you can see, each one of their paths has been different, what I felt as though is I could guide my children, but there are children, like their friends were coming to my house and were coming to my home, and they didn't all have those tools. They didn't have all those resources, so they were coming to Miss Rohner and saying, Miss Rohner, I, I'm trying to do such and such and such. Can you help me? Or my kids would come to me and say, well, Ma, such and such needs help with this. What do we do? And we were connecting people, and so that's how it started. It literally started in my home. That's uh, that's that's amazing because I think I think yeah you know you you spoke about the lawyer who who gave you some encouragement and some guidance uh, you spoke about you being the encouragement and guidance for other folks in your home being that place and you know it takes me back to uh, you know I am first generation Haitian mm-hmm. so my parents a lot of emphasis on education but there are a lot of things that are a little bit more nuanced, if you will, that they wouldn't necessarily know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even nuanced. Let's just talk about even the college process, you know, yep. college application process. That stuff they would have they would have zero uh, knowledge of. But there was someone, you know, for me it was uh, Miss E, whose house I would go to and who I'd spend hours there just asking her all, all kinds of questions. All kind of questions. Uh, she's passed away now, but she, she's the uh, mom of one of my good friends. So it's amazing that um, you know you can you you uh, you can have these resources in your in your life. They don't necessarily have to be family um, by blood, anyway. Exactly. But uh, it's an important role. Thanks for that. Uh, I have a couple more questions for you. Uh, sure. The next one is so so. There's someone who's listening to this and saying, you know, I really like what 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 Miss Rona has done. I really like it. What advice would you give someone, maybe they're just leaving college or maybe they're just in the beginning of their career, who aspires to do what you are doing? What would you tell them? Mike, the first question that I would ask them is this. What do you dream about doing the most? And how do we make your dreams come true? Because this was a dream and a passion of mine. So that would be my question. And... Mm -hmm. I, my question really would be, if you want to know the truth, Mike, my question wouldn't, I wouldn't ask them that question. When they were getting out of college, I would ask them that question before they went. I'd ask them that question while they were in high school. What do you want to do? What do you really want to do? What do you love doing? What makes you happy? And what would you do? If you, what would you do? Would you, what, what would you do? and not get paid for. What would you, if someone said this is your dream job, what would that be? Because that's what's going to make someone successful, not something that they're good at. A lot of us can do a lot of things that we're good at. But what what's your passion? What is it that you love to do? I my daughter that's a teacher. 
there's certain aspects of her job, the administrative, the administrative pieces of it, that she does not like at all. But hers, she has a twin sister. A twin sister went and watched her teach, and she came back and she said to me, Ma, she's amazing as a teacher because that's what she loves to do, whether mm. she gets paid for it or not. It's what makes her get up every day. Every single day it makes her get up because she loves teaching those kids. And she understands she may be the difference maker. She may be the change agent. She may be the Miss E in their life. Mm -hmm. And she understands that. So, Mike, it, it wouldn't be when they went to college. It's before. What is your response? To the person at any stage, it could be could be before college, it could be during college, it could be during their early career, who says, I don't know what I love to do. Because I, I have this, every so often I talk about it feels as if people don't dream anymore. What What's the answer to that? What's your answer to, I don't know what I like to do? We would delve a little bit deeper than that, but then because everyone has to like something, mm-hmm. you you have to like something. No one likes nothing. Mm-hmm. A fish likes water, <laughs> right? A squirrel likes nuts. Everybody has to like something. You don't mm-hmm. have to like a lot of things. But you like something. And, again, if we've got to work towards digging down deep to figure out what it is that you want to do, then let's dig down a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? But you like something. And let's figure out what it is. And, again, one of the things that I also recognize is this. A college might not be everybody's path. Okay. Yeah. Right? That, that, that Because you see people... You know, they get to college and they get here and they say, this is this is all there is. Or you see people go to corporate America and they're like, this is what it is? Yep. You might not like that. Mm-hmm. That might not be for you. Let's figure out why it wasn't for you. Let's figure out what you liked about it and what you didn't like about it. But let's figure out what you like to do. For me, as long as I'm engaged with people, talking with people, working with people, developing people, able to see, you know, that light go off and see that aha moment or see reality meets destiny. I've done my job. So you might not know. So that's why when I say we'll help you create a path to success, I'm not going to tell you what that success is for you. Mm-hmm. But I'll help you discover it. I'm committed to helping you discover it. Years ago, my first mentor that I didn't get till I was 35 um, said to me, and, and he was an executive of a financial services company, and uh, someone that he knew, his his son was graduating from college, and you know he was he was doing a friend and he was doing a friend a favor and talking to his son and helping him get a job at this financial services company, and he said when the young man came in, he asked him. What do you like to do? And the young man said to him, I like to work outside. 
when it came, when they delved a little bit further, uh, my mentor said to me, really sounded like he liked landscaping. And what he said to me is, we don't have those kinds of jobs here. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, I moved them along in the process. But what I know is this, the jobs that we have here, that's not what he wants to do. So that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say one of the things that you're, you're reminding me of there is my time as a as as a manager, and always looking to find out what my people want to do. Like yeah. really asking them, because it's interesting. They would they would hesitate, uh, not necessarily because they didn't know, but they would hesitate because it didn't have it didn't have anything to do with the actual job, and there was right. a little bit of fear there. And I said, I'm asking. Because you never know when that thing that you like to do is something we need. And I want to make sure that when I'm sitting at a table and they go, do you know anyone who can help us with this project? I want to be able to say you (laughs) because I know, you know, your heart, your heart is there. So that's, that's, that's great. One um, almost closing up here is question is, so, so you've gone down this path, you, you, you have this experience. What is the unspoken wisdom you've discovered in your in your in your kind of your career field? You know, what is it that almost like you know, no one told me this. This is something I had to discover myself over time. What is that? I'd love to give my audience some of that. The unspoken wisdom is this, and and I'm going to um, coin a phrase that I heard someone say the other day. You have to be vulnerable enough. You have to be confident enough and you have to be intelligent enough to ask for help. Because most people that are in at some level of success want to help. They want to share information. They want to share wisdom. They want to offer advice and counsel. But you know what I hear so many people say? No one asks. They don't ask. Mm-hmm. They'll ask for they'll ask for some money. <laughs> they don't right? They'll ask for some money, they'll ask for a favor, but they don't ask for help. And sometimes knowledge, wisdom, advice and counsel, they're far more valuable than some money or some type of handout. And one of the things that I like to say is I don't give people a handout. I'll give people a hand up. Um, Mm. Our our workshops and our seminars, there's a cost associated to them. But one of the things that I have built into our model is this. No one will ever be denied access because of an inability to pay. Because if if you're coming to me, you want the help. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to come to you to get it to you. But if you come to me and you can't get it, I'm going to make a way for you to have it. But I'm not going to go out to you to say, oh, hey, come, we've got this free program. No. So that would be that. That's my advice. You've got to be vulnerable enough. You've got to be intelligent enough. And you've got to be confident enough to ask for help. Rona, that is an excellent way for us to close off here. Um, tell me this, 
how can the people listening to this get in touch with you? So there are several ways to get in touch with us. We, I, I'm social media savvy, so you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Garden and A-S-S-O-C, and that's both on Twitter and Instagram. We're on Facebook, Facebook and LinkedIn, and it's Garden of Eden and Associates, Inc. Uh, our email, our, our website is uh, www.gardenofedenandassociates.com, and our office telephone number is 774-260-5427. Thank you so much once again for being with us, Rona. Definitely appreciate the time and the wisdom that you've shared with my, with me and my audience today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so this concludes our No More Reasonable Doubt show. Now, if you are a college student or a young professional of color looking to have more impact, looking for an area of support, I invite you to join us on our Facebook group, just look up No More Reasonable Doubt, and we'll be there waiting for you. Thank you so much for joining us. And as we like to say, you don't need another speech. You need more support. Talk to you later. Peace.